0: Are all minds clear? This is a different perspective and look at things that happen in life. I'm brave enough to start a conversation that matters. Be prepared to be intrigued, captivated, and entertained in a unique way. Who am I? This is Jared Gerard, a stylish, witty, distinguished gentleman who resides in the nation's capital, the District of Columbia. Let's do this. Welcome to Are All Minds Clear? I've always taken friendship very seriously because it allows me to be vulnerable in a space where I'm not always wearing the mask. You know, we wear the mask. Thank you, Langston Hughes. But with friends which normally comes or turns or even emerges into a family, you're able to be vulnerable and be your true self. It's almost like you're able to breathe a sigh of relief. And this is how I have always approached friendship. There's nothing like having a friend where you can sit and look them into their eyes and where you have a connection that goes beyond just words. But it's almost like an energy, like a magnetic connection when you go deeper, where you can finish or even complete the sentences of your friend. I've always been like that. I recently saw a reel on TikTok and it said, if you and your best friend have not been accused of being lovers, then is that really your best friend? I thought it was great because almost many, well, I'm going to say almost, but many of my friends, we have been accused of going together. It was like, oh, no, we're just not friends. We're just friends. But that was commendable for them to even think that we had a connection or that we were in a relationship. And actually, we were. But it was just a different kind of relationship, absent from sex. So in this episode... We're gonna take a look at friendship. I'm on the phone again. So listen up and see if you can pick out some gems that will help you develop better friendships. According to research, the average person has three to five very close friends, 10 to 15 people in their circle, and 100 to 150 acquaintances in their social network. following conversation is between a friend that I met in 2009. We were from the same city and we were both residing at that time in Washington, DC. We were from the same city, close in age, And practically grew up in the same zip code, but did not make a connection until we were in Washington, D.C. Brian and I met in 2009 in Washington, D.C., and we realized at a party that we were from the same city, almost the same neighborhood, and had never encountered each other until... We came across each other in washington d c so I thought he would be a great person to have on the line to discuss friendship because we have developed a friendship and continue to develop a friendship as the years have gone gone on and there's been times uh for the holidays, for example, I feel like our friends' giving had become a tradition at one point because there was times when I was here and wasn't able to go. Home, So, Brian, tell us and share with us or me, what does friendship mean to you? Oh,
1: so, you know, there's different levels of friendship. And so when I say friendship, I mean someone that I have bonded with on a special level that it's kind of almost like family. It's that same kind of energy that you would have... um, for a good family member you know like your cousin you grew up with and uh the person that knows you you know more than the world does so i think uh friendship represents family real friendship represents
0: family to me and then how do you normally go about uh meeting friends what is that process for you is it something that's organic or is it something you have a a list of questions or did you have something that you look for tell me how does that happen for you um,
1: it is very organic i think what happens in the process of where i friend people is i notice that there are little flickers of light where we connect right mm-hmm. and and so i notice that there are similarities in some of our viewpoints uh, similarities in the things that we like or the experiences that we've had. Um, it's, it's always a special spark and it's always organic. Um, real friendship. It's always organic. It's not anything that's ever, you know, manipulated.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: You know, uh, or anything like that. And so I think you sometimes hear a lot of people say that they don't have a lot of friends, Mm -hmm.
0: right? Mm -hmm.
1: And I know for me, I don't have a, I have a lot of associates, you know, who are really great people that I like, but friends, friends, you know, I think it's, it's a few, you know. My number of few is probably bigger than most, but it's still a... Um, you know it's still a small group of people that i 'm very close to in a special kind of way
0: and it seems like to me when you say that when you talk about friendship and you talked about associates, seem like friendships or people like you said where you take a deeper bond or you know you, it's almost like courting that person, you have conversations with him to get to know them a little bit better, so you bond with them that way. Can you tell me? When did you first meet one of your best friends or what that or do you remember what that experience was like? Oh, wow. You know, because I I, kind of go back in the recesses of my mind and one of my best friends that became best friends from eighth grade is a guy I shared a locker with. And see how organic that happened. You know, I was really supposed to share a locker with this girl named Rhoda. And Rhoda never did come to school. I don't ever end up knowing what happened with her. For a long time, I had a locker by myself. But then this other guy, he was having a problem with his locker bait. And we became locker buddies. And as a result of that, we became friends for a long time until his passing. So that's just an example of what I mean. Some type of experiences where you met someone. You didn't know you were going to become lifelow friends, but you did.
1: Well, can I use you as the
0: example?
1: Sure. So, I one of the things that I can say is, uh, one of my blessings is, I'm really blessed because of the friends that I have, because they're all positive, progressive people that are moving and doing things that are encouraging and all of this. So, one of my very dear friends, Lena, uh... Wow. Let me tell you Lena story. So I was managing at Busboys and Poets. And it was a Saturday afternoon. And Busboys and Poets on 14th Street has a wall of windows. Mm -hmm. And it was a beautiful, sunny Saturday. And we were doing brunch this particular Saturday. And I remember seeing this person that had red hair and was kind of fit and really kind of caught my eye. I was like, ooh, who is that? Mm-hmm. Right?
0: hmm
1: And so then she came in, and I was a little awestruck because um, it was a beautiful woman. And I really couldn't tell that at first. And then so I engaged with her, and her smile was infectious. And she was genuine and beautiful, and she had this kind of energy uh, that was different from mine. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, And so we just, we started to, uh, you know, she would come into Busboys, and we would always converse. And then at this time, she was a personal trainer she had been doing that for a minute uh she had not been back in dc very long she was in la i believe and so you know like everybody i wanted to get fit and so we went on a uh workout regimen together she coached me on working me out and the things to eat and and, you know, running up and down stairs and all of those things. And just a motivator. And the more time we spent, the more I fell in love with her because she was such a wonderful person. And she seemed to always be supportive of the things that I said and and share things about herself. And those little flashes of light, our glimmers were popping because, you know, we had so much in common and we so uh, kind of drawn. You know? hmm not romantically, but, uh, you know, an amazing kind of energy that you just connect to. And then over time, it just became, you know, we we're almost inseparable for a moment, but very, very, very close. Okay. Uh, and, and I've always been proud uh, to have her as a friend. And even if we are apart and don't get a chance to speak as often, it's like when we do speak, we are on the exact same page where we left off.
0: Yeah, I've read that, and I hear about that, and I've experienced that myself. You know, there are friends that you don't talk to on a daily basis, but like you said, you've had such deep conversations in the past that you kind of know each other, and you kind of know each other's moods and the energy, and like you say, you just normally pick up where you leave off. Exactly. Now I looked up your name. Your name is Brian. Your name, the meaning of your name, is high or noble, or the words might and power come to come to play. And then it says Brian is a name; is symbolic of strength and virtue. And I would have to agree. All of those characteristics or things that are uh, reminiscent of your name. How do you think uh, some of the things that I've said to you? How do you think those have applied with you dealing with other? people, especially your friends.
1: Hold on, I've got to think about that one for
0: a minute. Well, because like Uh, it says, like you said, you're high, you're noble, it says that you have might and power, and then you have strength. so, So, you know, okay, okay, so,
1: um... I, I mentioned the the blessing that I have of having all wonderful friends, right? Mm-hmm. And I believe they all share some of that nobility and are all very strong people in their own rights.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, and so I think I'm drawn to that, right? Right. And And so I think, you know, Esther, my mother, came up with a great name because that's how those are the people that I connect with. Those are the people that I connect with,
0: okay. and so, um, yeah, yeah. I've always, uh, you know, exp- uh, appreciated your strength and power. You know, like when we did meet in two thousand nine, it was very pivotal for me because that was during the time when I was going through a separation, and eventually led to a divorce. So I was looking for friends, and I remember us, you know, being in certain places, and uh, you know, people knew you and respected you, and I valued that. Valued that from you. Now, if you were to write a book, or if your friends were to write a book about you, what do you think the name of the book would be called?
1: If my friends wrote a book about me?
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think the name would be called? You know, like, you know, would it be called... The, the fierce guy that I met in d c or the arch- No, I think it would be elegant, oh, that's true story see there we go now that you brought that back up and see that's that high and noble thing, and that's another thing about you. I discovered that you had so many what we call now multi haated Names, you know, back in the day, we didn't do that. You just were either a driver or you were a teacher. But now you have so many hats. You know, I've known you to cook and I've known you to design. So I think when you're saying that name, elegance, the Brian Evans story, I think that's very good. (laughs) I might have to to get somebody to like that. (laughs) Now, I know we've all experienced a friendship breakup. And normally, with any type of breakup, uh, even with mine, you know, like I mentioned, being divorced and married, I learned from that. So instead of going into what happened with the friendship breakup, tell me what you learned from it that made you better.
1: Keeping it moving and not dwelling on the past
0: oh that's great so you like it is what it is yes. you know like you said and the, it hurt it still kind of hurt and i'm a little pissy about it but <laughs> it's been
1: some time you know i should be able to forgive now but i i won't not what? first what? and so i probably will ever see them again but
0: you know well that's the fire in you because that's another question that's on the list of things uh you know what does your zodiac sign say about you and I feel like you do definitely have a lot of fire in you so how, what would you think your zodiac says about you and if do you even know that you, if you're attracted to a certain uh, zodiac sign that you find yourself constantly running into or are you just kind of all over the gamut I
1: think I might be all over the gamut I really don't spend a whole lot of time uh, exploring you know qualities or mm-hmm. elements of my my zodiac. Okay. Uh, and and I don't know, so if I gave a list of I think I might be all over the place. Okay. I think I might be all over the place because I don't I don't think uh, hmm. there's one or two that I'm more drawn to that I recognize or, you know, really ask people their zodiac sign. Right.
0: On. Okay. And most
1: people will tell me, like whens is when what is your zodiac sign?
0: Hmm, okay. Are
1: you Sagittarius?
0: Who, me? Yeah. No, I'm a Pisces. I mean, um, you were born in February. I was born in March. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So, they that they <laughs> goes to shows right there. You know, you know what they would say, Aquarius is normally compatible with Gemini, Sagittarius, Leo, or Libra. But then, like, you've just kind of dispelled that because that's not necessarily true. It's just whoever you, you know, build a bond with. Now, uh, earlier I talked about some traditions. Do you have any... Uh, traditions that you enjoy doing with your friends, and if so, you could share with us what that's like. Um. And when I say that, you know, normally, like people say, oh, we get together every year for Thanksgiving or for Friendsgiving, or we get together every year for a trip so we can bond. Uh, I think uh, Sheldon and I on this on this coast. We have had a couple of trips. You Remember we talked about there where we're trying to get everybody involved. So that's an example of what I mean. Do you have any traditions that you do with your friends that you would like to expound on?
1: Well, I think I like experiencing fried chicken and champagne with my friends. I think that's kind of a traditional thing that we've done on several very, very special occasions, right? Yeah. Um, And it's always um, just a magical moment that doesn't require a whole lot of um, extra. It just is what it is. You know, it's reality um, and it's it's our culture. And then it's the the effervescence of it.
0: Right. Right. So
1: that's that's a tradition I do with my friends. I do that with a lot of my friends.
0: Okay, that's well. Up. My DCBG friends. Yeah, I understand because I remember right. us doing that in the first. It just kind of, it was kind of a joke, you know. Let's say, you know, let's why, uh, chicken and bubbly, you know. And then all of a sudden, like you said, it became more of a tradition. We made sure those two elements were incorporated when we got together. Exactly. Can you share with me what best advice a friend has ever given you, and how do you continue or apply it today? Do you recall of anything like that?
1: Um, I think most all of my friends have said to me, just continue to be who you are. And, and I say that because sometimes, um, I might edit uh, Mm -hmm. myself somewhat, Mm -hmm. but I never really edit myself with my friends. Right. Right. Uh, they love me for who I am. And and I think I get that from most of them. Just, you know, be who you are. Just be Brian, right? Mm-hmm. And I think um, I am just learning to do that. Look, and this is a silly example, but I just started uh, this new position. And of course, you know, when you go in uh, for the interview, you know, you look nice or whatever. And, you know, but you know that your most comfortable uh, outfit includes your red glasses, my red glasses, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. That, that's when I know I'm at my most comfortable. And so, in one of the interviews, I mentioned my red glasses, but I have yet to wear them uh, to work yet um, because I'm not sure if they're ready. Okay. And so... Um, I think you know. You know, my friends would all agree, or all say, you know, just be Brian, right? And so, it's the red glasses or not, right? You know, it's still going to get, um, you know what you hired, but you know, there's a lot of layers to Brian. So I'm just saying.
0: Yeah, I know from from experience, there are certain things about people that, you know, somebody else may find a nuisance. But when you become friends with somebody, that certain quality that you think somebody else may find a nuisance, that's the very quality that, you know, I like about the person. And that's what draw me to them and wanted to be friends with them. So that's a good example. Like you said, just be yourself because a lot of people are expecting you to be yourself because that's what they were drawn to you for. You know, how do you feel about that? I agree. Okay. Yeah, because I think that's that's very key, those qualities that draw people to you. You don't want to change because that's what draws them to you. Like, you know, people say, oh, he's got a fire in his bosom. Well, that's what I like about him. Oh, he's got a great style. Well, that's what I like about him. Oh, he wears those red glasses all the time. But that's what I like about him. So, like you said, keep doing that. And then finally, I want you, can you share with me a time when your f- friends made you feel particularly well supported? You know, were you going through something? Were you starting another car- career? Did you venture out on faith and you had a group of friends there were there to support you and made you feel very supported? Share with me some of th- what type of experiences we could put in that category. Oh,
1: uh, wow. Okay. So, <clears throat> not too long ago I started a pop-up restaurant um a dinner and jazz series and um you know in my mind i think that i can <clears throat> do everything all by myself uh, and i think one of my or one of the things i have to continuously work on is being able to delegate and let other people do
0: mm-hmm.
1: so um, a time that i feel really uh elevated or supported by my friends is when I opened the concept, uh, my friend Mark, who has server experience, said, Well, you know, I'll run the front of the house for you and make sure that the guests are taken care of. And then Vicky, who I was engaged to at one point, said, You know what? I'll be the hostess and, and And then Ruby said, well, you know, I'll help you in the kitchen. And then Shantae was like, well, okay, I'll help you get the schedule for how things come out. And so I did not have to worry about those things because my friends supported me and I knew that they had the area that they said that they would do. And they just volunteered. I didn't ask them at all. Mm-hmm. I just told them what I was doing, and they decided to volunteer their time and step up to do that. And it's almost been a year and a half, or maybe a little bit more, and they're still supporting me in that same way.
0: Oh, great. Now, that's, you're talking about some support. That's more than words. It's action. And so that's exactly. what you can really look up when you expect your friends to step up to the plate when you really need them. And then you say, as a result, it made you feel Supported, And then I heard a saying, um uh, Keon H- Kenderson is a preacher out in uh Houston and I listened to him from time to time, and I remember him saying something that was so impactful. He said, You don't realize who your friends are until you become a burden. And he gave an example of where a lady uh had been put out and her friend had a one-bedroom apartment, and this lady had, you know, two kids with her. So there was going to be three additional people there with her. But she allowed the lady to stay there anyway, and, and she was there to walk the lady through, you know, getting her own place and becoming better. But during that course of time, there was some burdens there because it was inconvenient, you know, for her to be there. But she was a true friend, and she said, she said, I can't really complain, she said, because even though she's bothering me, she said, I know she needs me and she doesn't have anywhere else to go. So are there any experiences or any advice you can give along those lines? You know, how to be good to a friend when it becomes hard and it's not easy?
1: Well, I think that's, you know, part of the friend thing is that you have uh, you have like a a, uh, obligation, kinda, right? mm mm-hmm. To, to do something, right? You have an obligation to do something. And I think, you know, and, you know, that could come in any form. Um, but I think that, you know, after you have this, have recognized that type of, uh, or establish that type of friendship, or a strong friendship that I've been talking about, then, you know, there's really nothing else you can do but that,
0: right? Mm-hmm. Because that's the right thing to do. Right. Yeah, and I've witnessed that, you know, by moving to D.C. and seeing other friends and how they step up to the plate for each other, even when it's inconvenient or you know, helping people move or being there for them or, hey, can I spend the night when I'm in the city or things like that. So those things are very important. I really appreciate the friendship that we had, you know, when I first met you, going back to that, and how we had the commonalities of the uh, things we from Dallas, talking about ones, Barbecue and streets and, you know, like what you know about Live Better. You know, that, that opening just made me feel comfortable immediately, and so I knew... From that first impression, this is going to be somebody I'm going to know for a while. And look what has happened. 2009, here we are. 2023. And I really appreciate you spending time to give me some insight of your um, opinions and thoughts and inputs about friendship.
1: Well, I appreciate uh, you considering me a friend.
0: And you are definitely one of the blessings that I hold dear. Oh, wow. That makes me feel good. I'm going to end Friends is a song by the American hip-hop group Houdini. The song reached number four on the U.S. Billboard Hot R&B Hip-Hop Song Chart, released in 1984 on Jive Records. Listen up to this vulnerable, in-depth, personal, and honest conversation with Curtis, who is a recent friend that I met. And one of the commonalities we had is the grand old Church of God in Christ. Both of us, born and raised in the Church of God in Christ. So we immediately had a connection. But I want you to listen to the passion and the vulnerability in the conversation. It's your time to uh, get your input on the subject of uh, friendship. Uh, okay. I know we met through a mutual friend a while back, and I know we've been uh, out to eat and we've talked on the phone and chatted and feel like we're getting to know each other a little bit better. So I thought you would be. Uh, I interviewed a guy that I've been knowing since 2009, and then I thought I would interview you because you were more the newest person that I would consider a friend. So,
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah. So do Thank you.
2: Thank you so much, Jerry. Yeah, honestly. I appreciate um, the gesture.
0: Yeah, I looked up, uh, first of all, I looked up your name. You know, your name is Curtis, and I wanted to know the meaning of the name. And Mm -hmm. it is described as being courteous and polite. And I think that's very interesting. And it says, this name is certainly blessed with a charming meaning. And I feel like you are definitely uh, courteous and polite, what would you think, or how would you think, your friends would describe you? Oh, gosh.
2: <laughs> well, I think they would describe me as a person um, who was loyal, funny, bossy, <laughs> um, loves to have a good time, charity. And yes, polite and maybe slightly bougie.
0: Uh oh. Okay, that's interesting. Do you agree with uh, many of those terms, or is there anything you disagree with wholeheartedly?
2: I agree with everything.
0: Okay, you agree with everything. Yes, they
2: know me like the back of my hand.
0: Well, I recall you know, a lot of the friends that I've met over a course of time. I remember a girl in freshman, her name was Fran, and we were both in freshman English and how we just made a connection and we still remain friends as of today. So that leads me to the next question with you. Do you recall the very first time that you met one of your best friends? Yes, uh, when I
2: was around four years old. Um, a neighbor of ours, their son, his name was uh, Rashid. We lived in New York in the Bronx. My great uncle owned the building that we lived in. And so my parents, you know, young parents, they were, you know, getting acclimated to New York City life. And they befriended quite a few people in the in the building but it was this one particular couple and they had a son the age as I was and we played together all the time we did everything together and so that was my first connection with friendship very early on
0: and what did you learn from that? Uh, you know, that's such a elementary. You know, that age you give you you talk about four. You know, you're very young at that point, but you're impressionable. What do you recall from that friendship that you probably apply to current friendships right today?
2: I just remember I always wanted to be around you. I, just, <laughs> I never wanted them to leave. I was like, I just wanna be with them all the time. And um, as I got older and connected with more people, it was always that very strong connection of just want to be in their presence and vice versa.
0: Okay. That's interesting. So um you said you wanted to be in their presence, so it sounds like to me, you know, we have different love languages that maybe quality time is a big uh, thing for you. Now, you talked about a male figure, but do you have or do you recall of any experiences where you had a friend of the opposite sex? Uh, Yes. Uh, most Actually,
2: most of my uh, friends throughout life are women or have been women uh, it's just something about courtesy and women they love me uh, <laughs> and I love them um, and I think for the most part one of the reasons they're just so loyal and that's very important to me loyalty mm-hmm. uh, because I try to provide that as a friend brother uncle whatever uh, but yeah one of my first Early onset of a, a female friend um, was my friend, Ashia Matthews. Uh, we went to the same church when I was a teenager. My uncle had pastored uh, the church. Uh, it was uh, True Love Tabernacle Church of God in Christ.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It Well me to North Carolina. And um, my family, we had just joined my uncle's church And um, she and I, we went to actually the same high school. She was older than I was, but we just connected quickly. We just bonded. Uh, And though we're not as close as we once were, we still have a connection.
0: Do you recall any, or I know you probably have several, but tell me a little bit about some of your favorite memories of a friend. Oh, gosh.
2: (laughs) There's so many. Um, One of my favorite memories. (laughs) Okay, so I was a freshman in college. No, sophomore in college. And a group of my friends, all females, we were together. I was the only male in the car. We were driving to a party. Uh... And I don't know where, I think it was at George Mason University. And we were, we were coming from Arlington. I was at Mount University. And so um, my friend, Taryn, who's like a sister, she was driving. And we, everybody was drunk. And so we were okay, you drive. Well, we had not known that she had just gotten her license. <laughs> <laughs> We were so scared because she was swarming It was late at night on the highway, and I remember my 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 sister friend Jessica. We were sitting in the back, and she we were so scared. She said, "Father God, yo, what's the deal?" Because she was so terrified of Terrence driving,
0: <laughs> and
2: that is one of my most favorable moments. I will never forget. We still talk about that because I said I never heard someone
0: mention it. Or say to God, Father God, yo, what's the deal? <laughs> I was like, oh my God, okay. That's a new
2: spin on it. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, are there fun. any uh, traditions that you share with your friends you know, for example, you know, a lot of time people have a Friendsgiving or maybe people take a trip together. Are there any things along those lines that you normally do with your friends that you consider a tradition?
2: Hmm. Well, well at the moment, no, because a lot of my friends, the female friends that I um, went to college with who are still very close to me, um, you know, we they've moved away. Um, when we all come to town together, we usually get together. That is something that we try to do. Is like we'll have dinner, or we'll spend the entire weekend together just catching up.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, so yeah, I, yeah, I could say yes. That is something that we do very often. Uh, when we someone's in town uh, or, I, or I'm visiting, I'm like, Hey, I'm coming to, t- to the city, or you know, be prepared. And so, we they show a lot of hospitality and vice versa.
0: Okay. So,
2: we'll, we'll stay at one another's homes, you know. Um, and like I said, we're just catching up, and it's like we never left one another's side.
0: And see, if there goes another trend, I don't know if you keep hearing it or not, but like you said, the tradition is that you get together and you spend, once again, quality time. So we're talking about love language, and it seems like spending that quality time is very important to you. Now, social media, Facebook, Instagram, Instagram, and apps like that, they have deduced friendship to a term that's just so minor, like, you're just my friend. But tell me, what challenges do you face when you're really trying to reach or meet new friends?
2: Um. Well, for me, I don't really have much challenge when it comes to connecting with new friendships. Um, I'm I'm like a politician in a sense. Um, If I just connect with you, we're going to go at it, you know. We're going to power it up, have a good time. Now, I will say this. I do struggle with more male friendships and connections. Mm. Uh, and I actually found out why. Um, so I'm really big into astrology mm-hmm. and the stars. So, my Venus sign is an Aquarius. And I was, as I was going through my natal chart, um, the day of my birth, December 29th, um, that period, if you were born under that period, you have a strong connection to more women uh, than you do with men. Mm. And I remember growing up and just wondering why do I have more connection with women than men and because I always wanted to be a part of a brother even though I have brothers, older brothers in my life you know been very present in my life uh, it just always I just struggled with more male connections but once I found out that it's been a blessing to me uh, I no longer too much long for that I've accepted it and I'm grateful uh, for those women in my life um, because all of my friendships, of male and female, um, they have made a huge impact on my human development. You know, I am a better person because
0: of them. Oh, because of your friends that you have. Now, you you mentioned, you know, you have a better connection with more men, I mean, excuse me, more women than men. Mm-hmm. Does that make you value the male friendships you have a little bit more over the female ones? Yes. Okay.
2: Yes, engage.
0: And how do you how do you how do you say there's a difference you know we got male and female we know men and women are different but how do you see the difference or how can you expound on what you see difference male and female when it comes to friendship
2: Well you know men tend to be more um how can I say because I don't want to be offensive <laughs> so sex is I mean, we just, just kind of know one another, you know, so I can connect with them more like sports, um, you know, I'm a part of the LBGQ community, so um, that's another connection because, you know, a lot of us, well, the groups that I've met, um, we've had similar,
0: kind of similar backgrounds, Mm -hmm. meaning
2: religious backgrounds growing up in the church. So that's another connection. Um, And it's a little bit more easy going, because women sometimes, you know, uh, (laughs) they have, you know,
0: their awkwardness, as men do. Mm -hmm.
2: You know, um, and so I could be double patient with women. Mm-hmm. You know, what? Uh, with the men, it's just easy
0: going. <laughs> yeah, I know. I recall a lot of my, uh have a lot of female friends. I've worked with a lot of women. That's just been the destiny of my life. And I have noticed that women are more vocal, more emotional, more expressive than men are. You have men friends that are kind of laid back to the point. You know, they don't harp on it. You know, they, okay, they consider a lot of stuff done where women kind of expound on it a little bit differently. Mhm. Oh yes. Now you know during the course of friendships we always uh experience some type of friendship breakup. But what I not mm-hmm. n- without going into detail, I know you probably had a friendship breakup. I want to know what did you learn from such a, from such a breakup that made you a better friend the next go around. Wow.
2: Gosh. Um It was after college. So it was a group of guys um, that we were just very close in college and even afterwards. But there was an incident that took place where two of our friends, they were at odds with one another. It was something that was so silly and frivolous. And instead of me being partial and the, the mediator, who, like, see, let's, you know, pull ahead, prevail. I decided to take on one of the friends' side,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and because of that, my brother, who I referred to, because we considered one another brothers and sisters, my friends, it was beyond, you know, just the Eurocentric term or meaning or understanding of friendship it was more kinship Mm -hmm. Um, I learned that the importance of hearing everyone's side instead of quickly going taking one person's opinion like not considering the other Mm -hmm. you know so that really years later i came to the conclusion that it took me a long time because i'm a capricorn so sometimes i can be quite stubborn
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> in, okay
2: in my, in my ways but with time and reason introspection i said you know i don't want to do that again because even still to this day we not up we aren't very close but you know when we see one another or we'll reach out to one another here and there you know it's like nothing ever happened but I I miss that closeness that we have but yeah that taught me a huge lesson that sounds... to be punctual and to listen you know and try to be that voice of reason as much as you can
0: That sounds like a good lesson because I know a lot of stuff that's going on today. We get snippets of information and we form an opinion very quickly without considering, like you said, all parties involved. So I think that's a very good uh, life lesson to learn and take into future friendships and not not be partial, but to kind of... Can we reason together? You know, can we sit down and you know come to a, a compromise and you know hear each other? Because I think that's what a lot of times people just want to be heard. So that leads me to another question: If there was someone that you wish you could apologize, if so, pretend that I am that person and express your apology to me. What would that be? Oh gosh! Wow. You know, because I know many times I said, you know, I wish the person, you know, you want closure. And I said, I wish the person would have apologized or I wish I had an opportunity to apologize. And you never get that opportunity. And I'm going to give you another example of that. Uh, for a long time, black men have mistreated uh, black women. So there was a era or a time where a lot of black men was going up to black women and said, I'm sorry for what he did to you. And it just was such a breakthrough. So that's what leads me to that question. You know, if there's ever been an opportunity where you wanted to apologize and you didn't get a chance to do it, would you like to take that example or chance now and do it?
2: Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely a, a former friend from college. who was actually a roommate of mine who I treated so badly Um, because I was going through a lot of things and he was so kind to me (laughs) I mean, extremely kind, caring, nurturing but I was so nasty to him Um, I remember our second year we were supposed to be roommates and I had said something really ugly, where the point he took all of his things, like the day that we moved in, I left the room, came back, he had moved out and found another roommate. Hmm. And I never really apologized to him how much I hurt him. Um, and so if, he were, if I was standing in front of him, I was like, I sincerely apologize. The way I treated you Back then, I was not in a great headspace during the time of my life. And it wasn't you. It was me. You know, uh, I did not have a good grasp of my emotions. And I disallowed reason, you know, instead of, I allowed, you know, anger and bitterness to come in. And I, you know directed that towards him, so I certainly uh, apologize for my behavior
0: and my conduct. Yeah, and I believe, you know, with as time grows on and we mature and we have more experiences in our life, I believe that the person probably would accept it, accept your apology and would agree with you. It was just the time we were in, we, we did the best with what we did at the time we were, you know, with the experiences that you had. But as you grow, you do better because you learn, you know, from your experiences. So that that would be my response to that um, apology, and I thank you for sharing that with me.
1: Yes.
0: And then I'm going to flip over. So we talked about breakups and how hard that could be, but mm-hmm. give me an example or share with me one of your experiences where you felt very supported from mm-hmm. your friends.
2: Wow. Oh, um... Is kind of emotional. Um so my friends, my family as I call them, uh they have been with me at some of my very lowest points in life. And particularly when my parents passed away. First it was my mother back in 2014. Um they were with me till the very end. And just the support, the support that they showed me, their time, their talent, their resources to be with me. And some of my darkest, I'm like, I am eternally grateful when my father passed away. Uh, in 2020 uh, at the end of 2020 in December how they rallied around me to support me to love me that means so much to me hmm. I am indebted and that is why I try my hardest to support them even though we may not talk every day, mm-hmm. as we once did, you know, and I've realized, you know, they're humans as well, and they have their own highs and lows because of life's challenges. I do my darnest to support them, to call them. How are you doing? You know, if they're having something, they're hosting something because now. And in our later years, as we're getting a little older now, um, they're starting their own businesses.
0: Mm-hmm. And,
2: uh, I, you know, try to show up for them, help, whatever they need. And um, they like, I appreciate your your friendship, your love, because not only have they shown me the support that
0: I need, in my human development, their families Mm.
2: have done the very same thing. They adopted me as a son,
0: a cousin, a
2: nephew, a grandson. And that means so much to me because I know oftentimes um, we will view romantic love or relationship connections higher than our kinships and friendships.
0: Mm. And
2: I say this, look, a lot of people don't have a significant other or partner in this world. That's just the reality. And to have those connections of your friendships, it is vitally important Again, for our human development. You know, and so I don't take friendship lightly. Especially as I'm Getting older now, in my
0: mm-hmm. early
2: 40s, mm-hmm. I need my friends Right in my life. Again, they've helped save me, literally, you know, from going over the edge.
0: Yeah, I've heard you say uh, some key words that I've heard you repeat, and those key words were family and loyalty and I've heard you, you, You've I don't know if you know that, but you've, that's something you've repeated. So I can tell by the way that you're describing them how important having that family and loyalty of friends around you as a support system is to you. Yes,
2: it is vitally important because, as you know, everyone has very close relationships with their own, you know, um paternal, maternal uh, family members. hmm And so, we've been given this gift of extended family.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know? Um, I remember growing up, uh, my mother's friends um, were my aunties. They played just as important role as my parents did in my human development. hmm
0: hmm
2: You know? And so, I... Again, I regard those friendships like <laughs> like I
0: regard my own blood family members. I like, so like to hear that. I like to hear that. That that shows a true friend when you can extend the friend beyond just the friend, and you consider them a family family member. And then one final question, you know. um, with all the experience you've had where you are now, the experience you've had with past friends, the experience you've had with family, how can you be a more stronger, more authentic, and long-lasting friend? How can I
2: just be myself? Okay. You know, I think it's important to be as authentic as you can be you know showing up Uh, that is what I strive to do Uh, as I continue my connections with my friends being honest with one another being vulnerable and that's something that I've really started to do in the past few years sharing some of the most intimate parts of my life with my friends and they doing the same I think that builds more trust in the connection you know and so I can be myself around them
0: once again being authentically who you are
2: Just being authentically yeah. like they have accepted me when even my family didn't you know when I was in college I decided to come out because I felt that I was in a space where I could. Mm -hmm. And even the male friends that I have and still do have, they accepted me. They never made me feel less than, you know. They never made fun of me or said vile things, you know, about me or about the LGBTQ community.
0: And the, their, their family members accepted me. And child, they family members even tried to hook me up. <laughs> <laughs> no now, they to, <laughs> it's, oh, we, have somebody. we think Curtis may be Oh, gosh. Let it go from being <laughs> a family member to a matchmaker. But that's, <laughs> those are the examples of unconditional love for sure. <laughs> Yes,
2: absolutely.
0: Well, I agree that, you know, it's very vital for us to have friendships. You know, I think having friendships, they help us mentally and physically with our growth and having that support system to, uh, you know, have for times that you're going through grief or, you know, a, a loss or whatever. It's always good to have friends. So I thank you for taking that time with me to give me your input on what friendship means to you before we end this conversation is there anything that you want to say that you didn't get a chance to say so far um,
2: again I, my friends are hoot. when we get together or we're on the phone we are always just cracking up we're always making fun of one another teasing one another and I love it because I love to laugh. That is like laughter, it mm-hmm. truly is medicine for the soul.
0: Mm-hmm. And so oftentimes I'll be by myself and I'll just think about something, a thought will come to me about what one of my friends did, and I'll just start cracking
2: up. And <laughs> I was like, that person, when I'll call them, I'll go, child, you are crazy. Because we have some interesting stories. I'm like, what? You did, you did that? Oh my gosh, I can't see you did that? Yeah, I did that. You know, and so like, just be, like, it's being authentic is important. And when you have that support system where you can be yourself without fear of being judged, you know, I think it makes better for the relationships and our uh, close friendships so you know I just admonish people to you know continue to build upon their friendships and if they are searching for people you know whatever you have to do pray or you know seek out like-minded people attract those things that you desire and be those
0: things that you desire in a friend. Well, I, it's it's my hope and wish that anything that we've said today, you know, anybody can hear it. It will make them be a better friend, or more authentic friend, a long-lasting friend, a you know, honest friend. That's my wish for anybody listening to this that they can have that because I do realize how important it is to have that unconditional love in your life. And I want to thank you for sharing with me your input on the subject of friendship.
2: Well, well, thank you, uh, Jared, uh, for having me. I count it an honor and a privilege okay. that you thought of me.
0: You've just heard... Two conversations. Two different type of friendships, one that is at least a decade old and one that is just beginning. I wanted to do a comparison showing how the one that has been developed, the conversations we had, and the connection that we had versus the one that is currently underway. Aristotle is absolutely correct. We can't be friends of people in whom we find nothing to appreciate. Also, not only do we love our friends despite their shortcomings, but sometimes we love them because of them. Think of the self-importance or the forgetfulness that makes your friend so dear to you and so irritating to everyone else. That is part of what we mean when we say we love our friends for themselves. This concludes another episode of Are All Minds Clear?